My name is Shri Thanedar. I'm calling from the United States and I'm excited to join Spotlight with Sandhya. Shri, thank you for joining us today. You know, you're a scientist, you're a millionaire businessman and an author. One would think these are enough accomplishments in a lifetime. To top it all, you've just had a fantastic win. You've been elected as a member of the House of Representatives in Michigan with a thumping majority, 93%. Congratulations. Thank you, Sandhya. You've led a very action-packed life, Shri. I've been reading your book, The Blue Suitcase, uh, you know, where you talk about your journey from Belgaum in Karnataka, India, where you were born, to the United States, where you landed with just $20 in your pocket. I must say I'm awed by your indomitable spirit. I was discussing your recent win with a buddy of mine, Professor Rajiv Gowda, and he pointed out something very interesting, that you had a substantial backing from the African-American communities, which is rather rare for an Indian in uh, U.S. because usually Indian politicians there tend to be in white dominated areas. How did you manage to swing this? Well, you know, I ran for governor of uh, the state of Michigan two years ago in 2018. And uh, during that time, I traveled all across Michigan, especially I traveled a lot um, in uh, uh, the major city, which is Detroit. And I saw that in Detroit, I saw two kinds of Detroit, a rich, very prosperous downtown Detroit and the neighborhoods which uh, have not changed for decades. Uh, I've seen a lot of poverty, people 30, 40% of the people at or below poverty. I saw schools and education system that was not equitable with rest of uh, the state of Michigan. I saw crime and yet I saw people that want to succeed, people that want to uh, get good education and raise their families in a safe environment. And I felt that uh, all of my life, you know, last 20, 30 years, I'm running a small business, creating wealth for my family, uh, you know, I have achieved my American dream. And we define American dream is that our children have better life than we did. And I felt that that American dream is fading all across America. So even though I came as an immigrant, I got so many opportunities and I succeeded and I did good for my family. I felt at this stage in my life, I owe it to America. I owe it to my fellow citizens. I owe it to them. I need to go do good for other people, help other people achieve their American dream, achieve a better quality of life. And with that thought, I decided to get be done with my business. I sold my business, took some money that I got, gave it to my employees, many of my employees, and then took some of that money and ran my campaign for governor. And later I decided to run uh, for state representative in Detroit because I got a lot of love in Detroit. I got a lot of appreciation and I really felt at home 
in Detroit. And that's why I chose the city of Detroit to begin my political career. So what did you do differently this time around after contesting earlier for the governor's post? And I must say that was extremely ambitious, aiming for the governor's post in your very first attempt in uh, politics. That's right, because the governor is like a chief minister. Uh, he or she is, uh, runs the entire uh, state, just like how the United States president runs the country. Uh, so it is a very important position. And I chose that because I wanted to make the most impact on people's lives. Uh, the state representative post is more like a member of the assembly or the uh, house of representatives. I'm one of the 110 representatives. Uh, so my focus is on education. My focus is on uh, bringing prosperity to the neighborhoods of Detroit. Uh, so that's with that mind, I'm going to the capital of Michigan, the city of Lansing. So let's step back to the point where, you know, you were an academic, you're a scientist. What prompted you to become an entrepreneur in the first place? Well, you know, a lot of times uh, I've seen the growth that happened in my life because uh, I got denied something. Uh, I was um, working in a small chemical company in uh, the state of Missouri uh, in, back in 1990. And I wanted to get promoted and wanted to go up in the corporate ladder. I got, went and got an MBA so that in addition to my scientific training, I would also have management training. And my supervisors and the head of the company denied me uh, an opportunity to get ahead into the higher, more responsible position. And at that point, I felt that I want to control my own destiny. And with that in mind, I decided to enter and become an entrepreneur Often when you start a business, you have an idea or you have, um, you know, some money to invest. And I had neither. So I bought a little company, three-person company for $75,000, taking a loan from a bank and putting just $3,000 as a working capital that was from my credit card. And that's how I started my business. And I grew to all over America. I had branches all over America in 2010. Uh, and uh, uh, the business has, uh, what, almost 500 employees. And that was a chemical business, right? That's your area of expertise as a scientist? Yes, yes. chemical. And I, we developed new pharmaceuticals. So we were a research and development for new pharmaceuticals. And we provided that as a research and development services to pharmaceutical companies. So as it happens sometimes in life, your first business went bust, but that didn't keep you down. You went on to start yet another business and you prospered again. Where did you find the strength and determination to keep going? I, you know, my mama and my mother, my mother was a strong woman, even though she had not had much education. She got married at a very early age. But uh, my mother was a strong woman and she raised uh, a family of six sisters and two boys and my, uh, my dad, so 10 of us. Uh, 
and our family fell into financial hardship. And uh, my mother stood strong and gave us the value system, taught us how never to give up. You know, I, no matter how bad things could be, I have never seen her sad for a more than a moment. And then she'll pull herself up and fight. And that's what I learned from her to fight and not give up. And so the larger, you know, every time I get defeated or I'm humiliated or I have a major setback, I come back with more energy to fight that situation and I overcome it. And the bigger the defeat, the bigger the loss, uh, the higher is my jump and the higher is my achievement. That's how uh, I have done, you know, at one time, when my children were four year and eight year old, two boys, and I lost uh, their mother, my wife, my first wife uh, to mental illness. And uh, that was very, very tough on me. It was very tough on my boys. And uh, many a times uh, life gives us failures and setbacks. And it is uh, our decision how we want to address that. Do we want to put our head down and feel depressed and get, feel that you can't, we can't get out of that? Or are we going to fight that situation and make things better? And that's what uh, I did. I fought very hard. I took care of my children. I took care of myself in that hard situation. Three years later, I met a wonderful woman. Her name is Shashi. And she helped me put our home back together. You know, a broken family, uh, this uh, wonderful woman. And I have a lot of respect for my mother. I have a lot of respect for uh, Shashi, who put our home together again, gave the warmth and the love to our children and made this a home again. So we got to, and I, the re- things that I learned is that I got to fight. And my mother is my idol. I wish she was here to see me take oath of the office. And I missed her every day, but I missed her a lot when I was taking oath for the office. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. And I'm sure she would rejoice at your, all that you have made of your life and especially your, the oath that you took to serve the people of your city and your state. The Windflower Results and Spa. Come, take advantage. Uh, something that I read struck me very much. Several years ago, when you were running your very successful fast business, you won the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And uh, when the bank foreclosed on your office, uh, amongst the few positions that you walked away was the award. But then mm-hmm. you went on to win the same award again some years later. I won that award again, Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Dr. Shree Tenadar. So tell us, did you do anything differently the second time around while uh, building your business that helped you come back? Yes, yes. So, you know, I learned from my mistakes. Even though I grew that business well, the business focus, 90% of my business became focused on early stage drug development. 
Now, when the economy is good, early stage drug development gets invested a lot. But in recession or when the economy is down, uh, nobody wants to invest in early stage drug development because it's a long process and money is scarce. So in bad economic times, people only invest in the late stage technology. And that's the reason why my business failed. And so when I started my new business, I made it uh, recession proof so that a business, uh, the new business that I built will, was diversified in its offering and its services. So it will not fail in a bad economic times. And the business, the second business that I grew, grew rapidly. In six years, uh, we went from zero to 12 million in revenues and we had 50 uh, good paying jobs that I created here in Michigan. And uh, at that point, then I got that award, Entrepreneur of the Year Award in Michigan. And I felt when I was holding that award for the third time that I have achieved so much for my family, but I owe, I, I have an obligation to my fellow citizens. And that's what is important for me and with that thought, I decided I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing public service. And that's when I decided to run uh, for election. Uh, so I am blessed with a wonderful family who is very supportive of my new career to be in public service and make a difference in people's lives. Do you have any message for uh, people who would be interested in running for public service? Well, you know, I haven't really... Uh, I'm not a expert in uh, this area for me to give advice to others. Uh, but, you know, it's more important that uh, you have to be passionate about public service. You have to be passionate about making a difference in people's lives. And you've got to have uh, the strong will. You've got to have, uh, because politics is not easy. Uh, like, for example, uh, the Michigan um, Senate and the House uh, are is a divided uh, government because uh, the other party, Republican Party, has majority in the Senate and the House. So my party, the Democrats, are in minority. However, the governor of the state uh, is a Democrat. So we have a divided government, and that means to get things done, we need to work with the other party. And so it's not easy and one must be passionate about uh, wanting to help and be willing to uh, take on because uh, when you get elected, often half of the people have different views than you do. And you need to be able to represent all of the people because that's what you've been elected for. That is what is your job. So I think the critical thing is uh, honesty, critical thing is transparency and uh, a dedication. This is a 24 seven job. You're working every waking hour of the day, you are focusing on your job, you're thinking about making a difference in people's lives. I think, like you said, dedication is very, very key. You can learn to get along if you have the big picture of helping people who have voted for you or who may not even have voted for you. That's the main point of winning an election like this. 
Did the Kamala Harris wave have anything to do with your victory also, do you think? Well, you know, President-elect Joe Biden chose um, his vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, who is an African-American descent. She is Indian-American descent. She's a woman of color. And uh, he made history. And she's, I believe, the first vice president of color, a woman of color uh, in the United States. And we are very, very proud of her. And I'm very appreciative of uh, President Biden to have chosen her. And I think this is a very proud moment. And every little girl in America, or maybe the whole world, must be thinking that if Kamala Harris could be the vice president of the United States, then I can be somebody uh, someday. And, you know, I think that created uh, such a joy for girls uh, uh, all across the world that a woman, a girl can achieve her dreams just like a boy can achieve his dreams. I'm so excited. I'm privileged to meet Kamala Harris in Detroit, and she is an amazing person. That's wonderful. I think all of us have been very excited about the positive turn of events that are taking place. And uh, do you have anything to say about the drugs that are being developed to fight the coronavirus since your background is in pharmaceuticals? COVID-19 is once in a lifetime pandemic. Many people who cannot afford uh, good health care, many people who have not had access to health care in the past uh, have been uh, victims of COVID-19. This is a learning experience uh, and it is our responsibility to help people uh, get over this. And I'm so glad that the scientists, world scientists have devoted their time in developing many, many candidates uh, vaccines. There are two candidates of vaccines in the United States that have 90 plus percent efficacy. And it is important now to produce those vaccines in mass quantities and provide that free of cost to all the people and preferably giving it to first to people who need it the most and the people who are most vulnerable to this infection. And as a pharmaceutical scientist, I cannot be any more proud of the men and women, the scientists who have developed this vaccine in a record time. And uh, very soon, I am very optimistic that we will get over this pandemic. That's uh, wonderful to hear, Sri. And, uh, you know, just before we wind up, I want to know, do you still have links to family back here in uh, Karnataka, in Belgaum? Yes, I have sisters in uh, and family in Bangalore, Bengaluru, right? Uh, right. In Belgavi. In Belgavi. You know, even though my mother and father have passed away, I have sisters and a brother in India. Thank you, Shri, for uh, taking the time to be in the spotlight with Sandhya. You know, we look forward to your career and all that you're going to achieve. In a pleasure to be on the spotlight with Sandhya. I hope you enjoyed listening to this interview with Dr. Shri Tanidar in the spotlight with Sandhya. You can also view the video of this interview on the Raintree Media YouTube channel. Until I'm back again with another interesting guest, stay safe. Bye-bye.
Fly Resorts and Spa. Come, take advantage.